Hello, hello. Hello, and welcome back to Rant from the Page. Is it Rant from the Page or Rage Rant? Rage Rant. God damn it, this is the second try. Rage Rant from the Page Rant? It's just a Rage Rant. It's a ranting rage? No, we're just going to stick with it. Fuck it, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. So, we are here today with our... System. Rage rant, rant from the page to explain the system of White Wolf. Yeah, we did the setting. Yeah, we did the setting and touched on a lot of different stuff. Yeah, like what the the feel and everything is. Yeah, this, this is gonna be a mechanic. So, like, as I'm calling out rules, like it makes sense. Yeah. Now, this... I before anybody listening, you still have to buy the books. I'm not going into the copyrighted stuff, but this is a like. You can follow this by understanding. This. It's like the quick. It's like when your friend explains to you how to like put together IKEA furniture. Yeah, like you should probably get the instructions still, but you'll get the gist of it. And this will include a lot of our like uh, homebrew rules that uh, to make things work better. Yeah, yeah. This is a comprehensive. Well, mostly comprehensive. Hopefully comprehensive. Comprehensive comprehension of comprehending. Yeah, of just plus two. everything. <laughs> there is no plus two. This is White Wolf. It is plus two. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the comparisons we're going to use are going to be D&D because... And I'm get- run because I feel like it. All right. Like, <laughs> D&D because it's super popular and Shadowrun because why not? Why would you use Shadowrun? Because it's... What... Both of these light or fused, kind of. I'm just messing with you, bro. Oh, it's a, I don't know enough about Shadowrun to make references other than trolls exist. Yeah, you just run in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what rules. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the system of White Wolf, Werewolf, the Apocalypse, Vampire, all the changing stuff all mixed together into the system known as White Wolf. Second edition. Second edition. Uh, let's get over this system. I think the first most important thing that we should get over is that it's a D10 system. Yep. And the difference of that between a D20 system. And I think the main difference is you only use D10s. Yeah. But where you need like a whole set of dice for, uh, for D&D, you just need a metric shit ton of D10s. A metric shit ton. <laughs> yeah. Well, D&D, you can get through with, like, two D20s and, like, two of every dice. If you have two D10s and you're like, I want to play some White Wolf, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. You're, you're not getting anywhere with it. First damage roll and have to start writing down numbers. I have my infamous dice bag, a giant fucking Crown Royal bag full of dice, and over half of it's D10s. Yeah, and that has spawned the behavior of two of our other players to also do that. Sean has a big old thing of D10s, and Danny... Has been on a collection of D10s. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we've gotten back into White Wolf. It was D&D dice. Now it's switching over to D10s. Well, it's because our D&D campaign concluded itself. Yep. Yep. Or exploded itself. Whatever you want to count it as. Well, however, however yeah, D&D yeah, yeah. campaigns. Tomato, do. TPK, you know. <laughs> however. It all happens. I just want to state TPK on a level 18 party. I survived. Technicality. Technica- technically, I survived. The world did Everyone not. else died. I take The it. plane that you were on didn't survive. But according to my HP. <laughs> okay, so we're, we digress. All right, yeah. so you need D10s. 
And how this works is there's successes and difficulty. So, like, if you want to climb a tree in D&D, it's an athletics role, right? Easy. You want to climb a tree in White Wolf, I'm going to ask you how the hell you're doing it. Because it might be a strength in athletics. It might be a dex dex in uh, uh, Fuck, I don't know. It could be... I could argue. I could. I could argue Dex and Brawl my way up a tree. Yeah. If I can argue, hard if you're enough, doing a timing thing, it might be wits and athletics. Yeah, primal urge. If it's just you know that instinctive retreat up a tree, there it, there's multiple different ways mm-hmm. to string things together, which yeah. is why the success and uh, difficulty stuff is super useful. Well, that's just the the multiple different aspects, but. The successes and difficulty come from, like, whatever you're trying to do, how difficult is it? So, standard difficulty is a six. So, like, if you have a six difficulty, that's, like, a DC 10. Yeah. That's your standard. You should be able to do this. Seven is pretty fucking difficult. Uh, Eight is really tough. Nine is bordering on impossible. And ten is, like, an act of God got you through this. Yeah. Now, obviously, if it goes below six, then you're entering into the auto success range. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, so how it works is you, you take, you always take a stat and an ability. Like, so it's always one of the stats, and there's nine stats. You got your strength, your dex, your stamina, your charisma, your manipulation, your appearance, your perception, your intelligence, and your wits. <laughs> those are the stats, and those are those those are more. I feel like those are kind of akin to D and D, like the attributes. It's like your strength con and all that, and then you have. But you can have your abilities carry a stat. Yeah. So, like, if you're doing something like we're like, let's say you're trying to, uh, what's a good example? Uh, you're trying to navigate a. Uh, a really shitty course with a car and you're an amazing driver because you have really high drive and really high perception but because it requires fast thought it's now wits and let's say you have like a wits of one you're getting through on just your ability to drive but your drive is a four so yeah. like you now have five dice right you're you're, you're so good at driving that your slow thinking might be overcompensated <laughs> like is that a pothole swerve yeah and so it's unlike D and D, where like if because like I'd say the skills are kind of like the uh, attributes. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Except, like you said, uh, they can get they can carry the uh, they can carry the stat, which or the is, stat can carry the skill. Like yeah, you can do something completely untrained just because your stat's so freaking high. But that happens in a lot of role playing yeah. systems. But anywho, you so you have your stats. So the best way to describe them, I'm just going to kind of go through them. You uh, actually before we do that, let's talk about successes and difficulties. So, like you have your you have your difficulty. Let's say you got seven dice between your stat and your ability, and you roll it. It's difficulty seven. You should land on average three dice that are seven and above. It's never three dice, but it, <laughs> yeah, on average, should. yeah, no, no, we should three dice. So that means you got three successes, unless there's a one hanging out there. In which case, that takes a success. <laughs> or if there's multiple ones. So as long as you get one success... You do it. You succeed. It's not pretty. 
but you succeed. You get the job done. Now, when you start talking two, three, four, five successes, there's no such thing as a critical role, but there kind of always is. Uh, like, two successes is well done. Three successes is, like, with authority. Four is, like, dear God, you just... That, that was perfect. Like, five is just... It just started getting gratuitous. Like, it's, like, the perfect execution of a maneuver. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous how much you can do. On the flip side, for every botch or one you roll, it tastes a success. And you can end up with a failure, which has no successes, which is a wash. Yeah, you'll hear wash. say wash all the time. Um, or you can end up with a botch or a double botch or a triple, triple botch or the party ending quadruple botch. Oh, yeah, quadruple botch is. Like, if you're afraid of a, like, natural one in D&D, the quadruple botch is literally, like, the purpose of the, like, Donalades yeah. fucking rolls. You do not want it. And while there are many, many, many videos on YouTube talking about how you shouldn't punish the players for, like, a botch, the White Wolf books encourage it, especially on those multiple botches. Um, like, it's actually, some of them have inborn system for botches, like... Some of the, uh, like, like a vampiric gift, if you botch, like, whoever it is just immune to your power for, like, the rest of the scene. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and That's you, the if kind you of double shit. botch, like, the party becomes immune to it. It's like, Everyone's immune to yeah, it. Yeah, like, my fucking massive ability that is why I'm, <laughs> I'm a major character, you're now immune to it for the entire scene. Right, like, I'm able to control minds, but I tried it so stupidly, everyone went, really? No, that's that. literally a thing. Like, yeah. dominate, dominate, which is a discipline for vampires. Mm-hmm. If you botch it, the target is immune to you for the entire scene. Not just the combat, the, the scene. scene. Until then, this is done. Yeah. <laughs> until they're out of sight and the scene changes. If it's a double botch, then it's up to the storyteller's discretion of if it's a permanent immunity. <laughs> Mr. Mind Mind Control cannot take over this one person forever. Just because they did a shitty role. It's a very... Or it could make the party immune. Yeah, it's a very unforgiving... Yeah. uh, Unforgiving negative side. Upside? Super shit bad. There's also a threshold aspect. So you can end up with, like, something that requires, like, four successes. Yeah. Um, And if you get three... You've got three awesome... But you need it for to accomplish the task. Yeah. So, like, the way I describe it is, like, if you're running up a really tall wall and trying to get over it, okay, let's do a dexterity and athletics. You're going to need four successes to make it that high. You get three. You got almost all the way up there. It's not quite close enough. Yeah, you just didn't make it all the way to yeah. get over that. That's the best way to probably describe I, it. I see it. As, I see it as thresholds are like the difficulty is like yeah, this is a difficult thing to do, and the threshold is kind of like this is like how much effort you have to put into it in order to succeed. Like if, if there's no threshold on it, it just means yeah, it's tough, but you can get it done if you try. If there's a threshold, it's like, you better, you have to over-succeed at this just to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so that's why my com- character doesn't touch computers. <laughs> <laughs> now, going into, like, auto-successes real quick, um, you'll hear, for sake of, like, not making people roll every fucking thing they do, oh, you blinked, 
Roll dice. Roll, roll, you, di- roll dice to get your vision back. Yeah, like let's cough. Did you, well, I, I was gonna say you're breathing, but like that actually—that's an actual thing. For, that for, can for like happen. a vampire, or like a rot, or like a wraith, and you're trying to pose as a—you actually yeah. have to remember to breathe. Right. That is a role. So like, that's not a good example. Um, but like, if you're playing a werewolf, remembering to breathe. Yeah. You know, like that's not, like this, it's an auto success. Uh, but like, let's say like uh, like you'll hear sometimes like. Uh, difficulties get down in the fours. Yeah, uh, I think in the campaign, Jesse had one with driving. Yeah. And uh, Duncan had one with either researching or doing something that he was doing. Well, the difficulties are always story-based. Yeah. So, like, if a character does it a lot, I tend to make the difficulty lower for that character or the threshold lower. Um, And on top of that, their dice are more... So... If they have more dice than the difficulty, I tend to unless it's something that could go wrong. Like, I tend to rule like you just you, yeah <laughs> like that, that that you're always rolling on. But let's say you're trying to drive a car, the difficulty is a six. You have a drive of four and a dexterity of four. You have eight dice on a diff six. I you're so good at driving, you should not have to try. I'm just gonna say you pass. Yeah, yeah auto success. Um, <laughs> So, that kind of goes into uh, our... Uh, like, it kind of goes into our stats as we're talking about them. I so, like that better than D&D. Because I can... In D&D, you can spec a character to be like, I want to be a history buff. But you can still roll shit on just kind of like decent things. But like in White Wolf, especially with the success thing that you do, it feels like, oh, my character's a driver... I shouldn't have to have, like, down the road, I shouldn't have to try as hard to drive my car. Mm-hmm. And so I li- I do like that a lot better because it feels a lot more like the game working with your character rather than your character fitting into a game. Well, that's also part of the game. That's not actually a me. Like, how much you use it mm-hmm. is, a, is a storyteller discretion. Yeah. Um, so let's actually go into the, the stats real quick and kind of explain them. Everything is on a part. yeah. Everything is on a one to five scale, and White Wolf is written hysterically when Are it describes it. On one to five. Yep. Oh yeah, they just well until they become too yeah. low of gen, and then they they go to like a one to ten. I, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah no, I, I remember at some point in my White Wolf history. Well, technically, werewolves aren't on a one to five either because when they shift, they go bigger. One to six or something. They're one to five. Oh yeah, but You're, they can go past it. Well, in your shifted form, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember somewhere in, like, the deep caves of me playing White Wolf back when we did. I remember there being, like, an eight in something. I think it was, like, stamina, and I, like, shit myself. Because, like, mm-hmm. I have a five. That's the best I can do. I have to explain it. All right, well, let's let's start off. Okay, yeah. so, like, every one of your, uh, your attributes start off with a dot in it. And it's a dot system, so it's... It, Dots, so we say yeah. dot. So one dot, two dot, three dot, yeah. four dot, five. So you have a dot in each one, and one is abysmal. Or what, what's the label? I think, I think, hold on, no, I'm gonna pull this out. I'm gonna pull out my fucking taped ass vampire the masquerade 20, but what maybe 1997 print? Oh, what is this? It's fucking binding is held together with tape. It's almost as old as I am. <laughs> you are an evil fuck. Boy, I'm just saying, it's not, that book is almost as old as me. Yeah. 
awesome my balls. This is let's say all nineteen copyright nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, no, I was four with that guy. <laughs> yeah, this thing is fucking sad. It is in really sad condition. Been used a lot. Okay, I'm trying to. No, I say this is that filler moment. Filler, filler. Well, I say don't forget to subscribe to our social medias. And also... Our social media, social media? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Hit us up on our uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on Anchor, too. Rage from the page. Okay, so I am going to go through a couple of these. Just kind of give a... Give oh, a yeah, no. These are, all these are great. Strength is probably the most defined. Yeah. So it's on a human scale. Because everything is always talked of in human conditions, right? So with a one... It's considered poor. Two is average. Three is good. Four is exceptional. And five is outstanding. So, like, the way I always describe it is, like, one is, like, a sickly little bastard. Five is an Olympic bodybuilder. Yeah. Five, world's strongest man, multiple time winner. D&D, a one is a six. Yeah. And a five is a 25. Yeah. Is the best way to describe it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely good. I like the language and like the way that explains. Well, here you go. Like, okay, so um, in strength, a one is you can lift forty pounds. Good job. Right. <laughs> a two is you can lift a hundred pounds. Hey. A three is you can lift two hundred and fifty pounds. All right, all right, we're getting So up you go there. from like. Below average to above average. Uh, then you have exceptional, which is lifting 400 pounds. And you can see, like, most people who are pretty strong and, like, definite by, like, they'd fall in the four range. Everybody yeah. wants to have a five. Everybody wants to have a five. But it's a four. Most humans fall in two. Yeah. Well, two and three. a five is you can lift 650 pounds and crush goals like grapes. Yeah, no, like, I don't know anyone who can actually The do mountain. That. Yeah. That is the mountain. He has a five-inch strength. Yeah, that is a five-inch <laughs> strength. That is the mountain. Every big dude in every movie or TV show ever. Okay, here's is. another example. Charisma. One, stop picking your nose. <laughs> That's what it says. Two, you are generally likable and have several good friends. Three, people trust you implicitly. Four, you have significant personal magnetism. And five. Entire cultures would follow your lead. <laughs> you are Klaus from uh, Umbrella Academy. But that would be a four. No, be a four. He starts his, He starts a whole cult. Like Obama would be a five. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, like... Yeah. Cultures. Technically, Hitler would be a five. Yeah, it doesn't have to be used for good. Yeah, no, vampire, like, there's, it's the world of darkness, right? <laughs> God, this is great. Hold on. I got my ball this. Manipulation of five. Of course, I'll tell the prince that it was I who tried to stake him. You know, like, <laughs> I got you, fam. Yeah. I don't know why, but I like it. Right. <laughs> Man. Manipulation of five is where you get the son of a bitch I'm in. Like, yeah. People just listen to me if you come up with a plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, so that's, that's how the stats work. Now, if you end up with a four or five, you can then specialize. Woo! And specialization is where stuff becomes pretty fun. Oh, yeah. 
So you pick something according to it, and it has to be somewhat broad, but it can't be too broad. Like, uh, Jesse's got lifting on strength, because he was raised on a farm, or... Yeah, if he lifted hay bales and animals and work equipment. So he got good at lifting. So anytime he makes a strength-related roll, a roll where strength is involved, and it's lifting, then if he rolls a 10 on those dice that he gets, every 10 gets picked up to roll again. Explode. Now, the benefit is any ones you land on those exploding dice... Don't count. No. They're, they don't count, but any tens that you land... Keep counting, baby. Keep counting, yeah. So you can end up with a stupid amount of successes off of it. You can have, like, five dice and end up with, like, eight successes. Now, anybody who's listened has also heard me ask, what's your strength at, like, eight, nine, seven? <laughs> because when you shift, you are a monster. Yeah. And it can make stats go well above their thing. And that's how like the monstrous attributes really get played in. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's kind of that. Um, we can go through the abilities, but I don't want to simply because of time and... There's so many of them. And they change in every system. Yeah, it's stuff you do. You've probably heard me bitch about it on the podcast. Yeah, no, like... How is that not on your sheet? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's skills. It's skills, but more defined. Okay. Now, you have backgrounds, too. Backgrounds are a part of your character. Uh, they actually define, they, like, aspects of yourself that, like, add to you. Like, so, like, made, like the fact that Jesse has the ranch and Black Sun is because he bought allies and a high rank of it. It's like, I see him as kind of like your character's connection to the world. It's like, that's what backgrounds are. Because, like, you could have a character with no backgrounds and they're just kind of appear. Backgrounds help put like your character through things well you can't like that's where white wolf comes in like first off i don't allow you to put a dot in anything regardless unless you have a reason for it yeah if you do not if you can't justify a strength above two you don't have it right like your character workout you said he's a computer hacker yeah <laughs> you said he's a computer hacker is he a good one how long has he been doing it why is he have a four in strength <laughs> yeah I know that I know hot pockets aren't that heavy. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but like, and I'm even a dick because the way the way XP works is you get XP and you have to buy for the thing. So like, you're buying an attribute or an ability. Like you want to raise your strength. Yeah, strength is like it's five times your current rating, which is a lot. So like, if you have a strength <laughs> of three, it's you gotta get 15, 15 XP five. to go to four. Yeah. And but I won't let you do it unless you have you've been doing things, things to, to build into it. Correct. Which is I wish how all RPGs were done. Like multiclassing any of that, I wish like it was always you had to do stuff in game to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like and that's it's frustrating when you're like, I just need this skill so I can be better at this thing I don't do. But like it also makes you kind of role playing to doing it, so it's a it's a cool system to have. What well, is a fun thing? Remember, you guys were gonna go on that clone car ride, and I looked over at Ted, uh, <laughs> at, uh, at fucking Trevor. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm buying die uh, drive," and I'm like, "Okay, you know, because like you you're gonna go up against something. You have your XP. You buy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm buying. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm we're getting into a fight. Uh, I'm leveling my firearms. Like, <laughs> Let me just put this dot and firearms all on this pistol. Yep. <laughs> That's why I've got like I've taken a dot in medicine because I was like, well, since I'm gonna be the healer, maybe <laughs> I should race this a little bit. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so there's that. That's the XP system and all that. You have rank and gifts. Um, okay, so werewolves have spirit powers, and same thing with Macaulay and all that. They're your, like, supernatural abilities. Like, yeah. your mother's touch, it allows you to heal people's wounds and shit. Yeah, it's it's like your powers. Like, you're, you have the power like, of literally. shifting, but it's your power that comes with being a shifter. Where you can jack with shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you start off as rank one, and you have three... Uh, three traits honor, wisdom, and glory. I think for McCoy, yeah. And here's the dick part of this, right? You have to earn every point, every single one through deeds in game. There's no auto, like, oh, you finish this quest, here's three. You have to, like, do things role play and combat wise. To cash in on this shit later. But it's, yeah, yeah, you don't get it immediately. Yeah, it's You not have to then remember it. Wait until you're in front of an elder. Then tell the elder what you did. Then they have to recognize you and say, okay, you can have a temporary point. You're kind of cool, all right. You did one good thing. And also, you have to tell them everything. Yeah. And everything you think was a good idea may not be honorable or glorious or, like, wise. You'd yeah. be like... Oh, I set the whole building on fire. Yeah, the rest of your fucking clutch was inside, you dumbass. Get rid of that fucking everything. Okay, so you get temporary honor, wisdom, or glory depending on what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to get it to 10 to then petition for a permanent dot. Then once you get that permanent dot, it erases all your temporary and you have to go again to raise it up. You start off with, like, depending on what your auspice is, whatever you're boarding to... Like, you start off with, like, three dots. Yep. And they're usually scattered amongst. But, like, you might need to get, like, for rank two, like, four dots in one, two dots in another one, and one dot in the next one. That's like And they're, they're assigned. They're assigned. So, yeah. like, if you don't get enough glory, you could have, like, a ten wisdom character you sitting there, but you can't get your glory, you're not ranking up. Right, if you're just a wise, shy bastard, good luck. You were born under the wrong <laughs> fucking moon. Right, you might have been born under a rising sun, but you're a setting sun bastard. <laughs> well, the thing is, the rank you have allows you to access to the gifts you can get. So, like, you, every one of the gifts and, and the rights you can perform. Yeah. So, like, as you're leveling up, you can buy these gifts and you can buy these rights that allow you, like, rituals and, like, things like that. But you can't do them unless you're that rank. Yep. <laughs> like, I could have the right of, like, acknowledgement and accomplishment. If I'm rank one, I'm not doing it. I could be like, I could tell you how we're going to do this. I cannot do it for us. <laughs> I'm not an elder and I'm not rank five or six. Well, so... Uh, <laughs> A lot of, um, you've probably heard me say the, you know, uh, what's your gnosis? Yeah. I think every, it's pretty stated what, like, rage is, and we'll get into that because that's another part of this. And you've also heard word power, but gnosis is a character's spiritual power or connection to the spirit realm. Yeah. Um, and like it, the mana. Yeah. Like, so uh, if you're being attacked by a spirit or, like, resisting a spirit or trying to use a fetish... Or um, using a gift. Yeah. You either have to spend your Gnosis, roll your Gnosis, or something involving your Gnosis. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing is the amount of gnosis you have also like all those little weird spirit journeys that fucking yeah. um, Duncan keeps sending everybody on it's because this son of a bitch bought a nine gnosis right and so every time that there's a thin veil of the spirit world we're going for a ride yeah and gnosis is a ten, ten rank stat so, yeah but the only way to get gnosis back is to like meditate in a spiritual area yep like if you don't do that, it's not coming back. Yeah, if you're just walking around thinking like, oh, I'll go, I'll like go to sleep and I'll have my shit back. No, you will not. And you gotta think it's like levels of spells, right? Yeah. I cast fireball. All I need to do is sleep, and I can cast it again. Yeah. I cast fireball, and there's nowhere spiritual nearby for me to do it. I miss sit here, <laughs> unable to cast fireball, like a dungeon crawl in White Wolf through a Pentex building oh, that yeah. has no spiritual nodes. Is a nightmare. If you fire a fireball in the parking garage, you're not getting it back until you leave. <laughs> well, I should correct that. Uh, Pentex isn't usually as bad because they, wrote, they usually use Gnosis, too. What makes it bad is if you're fighting in, like, a weaver base. Like, if you're in a city. Yeah, if you're in, like, a skyscraper or something. Infiltrating, like, a vampire's layer that's yeah. all, like, inside of a city where, like, the, the gauntlet between the spirit world and, like, everything super is, like, super high. high. You got no, like everything's tainted and like that stresses me out just thinking about it yeah <laughs> imagine in a, a fucking 40 floor climb oh my you get one shot you get one shot with like all of your abilities yeah. dungeons and <laughs> D go down dungeons yeah. and, D- and white wolf go up right you're trying to reach the penthouse <laughs> yeah meanwhile you're almost dead in the lobby well unless you jump out of a helicopter i guess then you can yeah no they could yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just dive bomb from a helicopter like 300 feet above the top of the thing just make sure you land on the big guy yeah it's like shadow run yeah yeah dungeons go up yeah yeah 100% <laughs> it's the future why would we go underground <laughs> okay so uh, the other two 10 stats are willpower and rage let's hit on willpower real quick willpower is the single hardest thing to get back isn't it you have to do things you have to like role play your character in character you, like well enough to the storyteller goes you earn this yeah that's exactly what it is yeah you have to play an entire setting an entire entire session according to your character's motivations right if you if you turn into like because most people at some point when they're playing role playing games will be like my character is a loner and doesn't like people. If you all of a sudden start go collecting friends to go do something, you might not get your willpower back that session. But even then, that's not your main thing. Like, yeah. uh, if you're not playing toward your character's core personality, yeah, and their core motivation, then you will not get willpower back. Yep. It's actually a merit, which we'll get into, um, to carry two. Two uh, uh, demeanors and uh, uh, natures, actually, where you can get willpower back from two character traits. So, like, that's how powerful, like, it is to get it back. Yeah, you gotta take a thing. And we'll get into, like, uh, merits and flaws, but, like, it's a three-point merit. Yeah, it's it's expensive. (laughs) It's along the same lines of, like, I'm consistently hunted by a ghost. Yeah. I have a ghost haunting me. There are some addictions... Not a three point. That yeah, you'd have a cocaine addiction for three points. Yeah, yeah. like to the point where you're like, you turn to fucking Horizon. You can have a psychosis. A little pick me up. A little pick me up. A little pick me up. <laughs> you can you can have a psychosis for three points. Yeah, I think um, I think like an obsessive compulsive disorder is only Duncan, a two pointer. 
Isn't Duncan at a three for his obsession? Yeah. 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 I got a level three Dark Knight card. <laughs> so the reason it's so hard to get is because of how powerful it is. Uh, if you're ever resisting something with your willpower, it's always off your full stat. Yep. So, but it has a ticker box. And the way the ticker box works is before you choose to roll something, if it is something you're driving with your character, like, I need to do this. This has to happen or things will go foobar. You can blow a willpower. And you can only blow one. Like, that's the limit. You can't blow more than one. You can't be like, I'm dumping all my willpower. And it has this. to be done before you roll into it. But you're walking into that roll with a success. It's super broken. But also why it takes it forever to get back. Yep. Yep. It's not uncommon for parties to walk around with, like, minimal fucking, like, willpower. Especially after a fight or, like, a trap or, like, them trying to escape something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sitting there like, what's your willpower? I got one. And it's in case I need to push you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's willpower. We can do rage next, or we can talk about combat first. Uh... I have to say we talk about combat because rage mostly has to deal with combat related things, I feel like. Okay, so we'll get into the basics of combat and then we'll get into the complications of rage upon combat. Oh yeah, no. Combat, probably going to be easy to discuss. Rage is going to make everything we said sound wonky. <laughs> Alright, so this might sound familiar to people. At the beginning of combat, you roll initiative. And now it's all different. Yep. <laughs> now, yeah. now, what initiative is, is completely fucking different. Um, your initiative is based on what you're doing in the combat when it starts. How you are starting the combat. Yeah. How, how your character is like processing, oh, danger, let's go. Mm -hmm. I used to have like a more static system, and the system recommends a static system, but I don't like it. It's dex and alertness. Yeah. Um, I used to say it was wits and alertness or, or dex and alertness. Yeah. Uh, and then I started actually mixing two stats and that was like uh, wits and dex. But it, to me, like that doesn't encompass the whole thing. So like I, I've, I've gone to back to just what are you doing? Like if you're driving, it's going to be, you know, wits and drive or dex and drive. Or, you're going to have to like start reacting on the fly to things. Yeah. If you're aiming a gun, you know, like what is, that's what you're rolling for your initiative. Mm -hmm. um, anywho. So like that sets up the order. Now this is where the homebrew comes in. I then pretty much use the D and D system from there. Like you go when your initiative it is, is your, you have a slot, and it's just going to take through, and then back to you. Your maneuvers do not edit your... No, they don't yeah, shuffle yeah. you around like a fucking poker. Yeah, game. that is such a pain in the ass to keep track of. No, you go in the order you're going in. Yes. If okay. you're third, you're third in initiative. So if you're listening to the podcast, there's no confusion there. Like That's the order everything goes in. You do not have an armor class. None. <laughs> you can pick up armor. It does not mean you need it to hit. Yep. So you also don't have a hit roll. Nope. 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 So, to figure out how to hit people, you have to roll your attack versus their... Uh, dex and dodge. Evasion. Yeah. Almost right. every single time, it's dex and dodge. Some people might have different stuff. Like, Well, it could be dex and drive if they're if it's a, com a vehicular combat. 
Or like, or like, if they're trying to get out of the way, would it be like? Could it be like Dax and Athletics if they're trying to like move something? Well, if you're having a fight in a tree or like on a yeah. wire, yeah, it could be. Or if like, if maybe if they're trying to pick something up to block it. Yeah, that could actually be a that could actually be a uh, strength and a, a melee. Yeah, yeah, as your as your dodge. Yeah, so that's it's it's whatever you're using to attack the person versus whatever they're using to escape the blow or deflect the blow yeah. or negate the blow. Defend in the term, but it could easily just be get out of the way, not yeah. trying to block it. So. Your attack successes have to beat their evasions tactic, whatever. Their defenses. Yeah. So that's how you hit. Yeah. Now, you can make multiple attacks, as many as you want in a round. You just have to have the dice pool for it. (laughs) Yep. Because you take that dice pool, and for every additional action, you cut it in half. And you can do it again. And again, and again. And the things that are evading you aren't cutting their dice pool. Nope. (laughs) So you might be able to shoot at everything in the room as through, like, five decks and five firearms. But, like... Okay, well, that's actually a bad rule to use because if you have a fully automatic gun, you get ten extra dice to empty the clip at everything in the room. Oh, yeah, that's a bad one. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot about the full... I forgot about full. <laughs> now, if you're doing that with a fucking like semi-automatic on single fire, yeah, that's a little fire, different. Yeah, that's, da, a, that's a da, bit different. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're trying to stay like semi-automatic single fire entire room, you might have the dice to be able to split it up and hit everyone. Well, there's also the limitation of some. Actually, a lot of times, weapons only a gun will only fire so fast. Yeah. Whereas a character does not have a limit on the speed it can operate under. Mm-hmm. And you will find that werewolves and vampires, in particular, will tend to outrun bullets. We like revolvers. <laughs> no, we don't like revolvers. We just not have multiple guns. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, and this was, I think, in one of the one of the uh, episodes, I brought it up, and I was like, "That's so fucking fast." Yeah, because I kept mentioning how fast it was because all the rage action. Yeah, and I was like, but because like, especially with like, in I combat. think the fight in it, Operation Ding Dong was no joke. Three turns, so eighteen seconds. Yeah, no, it was super fast, and like all of that happening in eighteen seconds is insane. But also, it's the speed and like supernatural speed that these creatures move at that yep. kind of does it. Not to mention they get like the speed force when they get angry. Right. <laughs> or on the vampire side if they just wait. <laughs> okay, so you have like a dynamic combat. There is no set like disengage maneuver, attack of opportunity. Like there was a point where somebody was grappled and they went to go make an attack and I said, okay, they were grappling somebody and I said, okay, you can attempt to dodge out of the way of this attack. In which case, oh, oh, the first fight you were in with the spider. Yeah. You were on top of Duncan, who was incapacitated, and the spider was about ready to attack you. And I said, you can attempt to dodge out of the way. If you succeed, the no, spider's still it, biting Duncan. Yeah. Like, there's no way for her the to miss. The attack is a follow through. <laughs> yeah. There's no way for her to miss him. And so you just opted not to dodge. Yep, you know I'm a good person like that. Well, and then like okay, so like uh, how you attack? Like uh, Trevor's gotten really into his little 
coil and buzzsaw. You know, yeah. like, he'll coil and then start fucking trying to, like, move fast Squeeze enough to, like... and slither through. Use his spikes and everything, and... Natalie's got her tail tail spike thing tail going. Tail bite fucking combo. Tail whip or bite you in half. <laughs> you got like a little pounce thing you yeah, do from I the air. I got my pounce thing or really just jump on people from any direction. Yeah. <laughs> so like there aren't necessarily rules for that and yeah. how things react and how they avoid and like I go back to like the, the fight at Operation Ding Dong. Like Jesse literally slithered under a car back kick the car over his shoulder into the fucking house. There's no maneuver for that, like in D&D. So it has to be described. Uh, like, you guys have ripped axles off of cars, climbed out of things, like... you Thrown guns at helicopters. Thrown people at people. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> Just thrown cars. Yeah, like, <laughs> giant monster maneuver. So... The combat is very dynamic, and so for that reason, there isn't an attack bonus or a weapon specialization. Everything's a fucking improvised yeah. weapon. Um, but let's say you hit. Let's say by all crazy circumstance you hit. <laughs> yeah. So you hit. The damage on the weapon... Is done. Yeah. Well, okay, so the way the system works is you're supposed to roll the dice equal to whatever it is at difficulty 7, and then they... If they're so good, the reality is it just you end up not doing very much damage, and certain weapons just become non viable against yeah. supernaturals. So, the way I rule it, and to make things more fucking scary, is whatever you're dealing is that's the damage. So, if it's a if it's a uh, like 45, a 45 has a damage of five. If I roll my perception of firearms and you, I beat your dodge. I'm doing. And let me be clear: there are certain things that cannot. If you are mortal, you're not dodging a bullet. Yeah, if you're just a person, <laughs> and you hear, there's no ah as the bullets running through the air. No werewolf or vampire on the other hand. You might be fast enough to just yeah <laughs> yeah just dodge those fucking little bullets. <laughs> but you're dealing five damage. Now let's say you get two successes over what they're at. Now you're doing five plus one. And this is where that critical so system comes on, in. And so on and so on. So if you're good at like trick shots with a firearm and you shoot some with a trick shot and explode on that motherfucker, fuck you. Well, there are three types of damage in White Wolf. You have bashing, lethal, and aggravated. Um, bashing really doesn't mean all that much to you. It's pretty much the same as lethal if you're a werewolf. Yeah. Um, it's vampires that don't care, right? But yeah, they, they half all bash yeah. damage. Um, and lethal to a mortal is bad because you can't soak it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. That happened. Now, aggravated comes from a supernatural source. Yep. And that one, everyone's afraid of. So, werewolves and McCola and all that will automatically heal a health level every round they get a go, including rage actions, which we'll get into. Anytime you get initiative order... You heal health level. Anytime you hear it is your turn. Heal. Yeah, you heal health level. Unless that health level is aggravated. And that health level takes an hour in game to heal. Yeah. That's one of those painful, painful ones. Now, if you're mortal, there's no such thing as aggravated. It's lethal. Yeah. And if you survive it, have fun and recover for the next few months. Yeah. And we'll get into health levels here in a second. But let's say you get dealt... 
But say you get hit with that that bullet and it did two extra success, uh, successes. Yeah. You just got dealt. It's two extra successes. So we're talking three successes. It's five plus two because the first one is the hit. Yeah. And then the two extra give you two more damage. So seven damage. So then you're going to have to take your stamina plus two. And you roll that at difficulty seven to figure out how much damage you take. So yeah. if you soak seven with that, you, you take nothing. Just, nah. But Alejandro's got a ridiculous dice pool for that. And he straight up rolled two successes out of like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. dice. And landed like 11, 11, 11 damage, damage on himself. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, armor adds to the amount of soap dice you get. Doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily do the best for you. It gives you a better chance. Yeah. So, um, and then you'll see some things that are like strength plus three, like a sword. Um, So whatever your strength is, add three to it. You Mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. Um, Guns tend to have a standard thing, and that's per bullet, by the way. Mm -hmm. So if you have like a rapid fire gun, that can get really bad. If you just like crank full auto on one person. Yeah. So we talked a lot about this in the first Rage Rant. You have eight health levels. Eight. <laughs> Sometimes more. Usually not that many. <laughs> yeah, like rarely more. And if you're dumb, sometimes less. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a really cheeky motherfucker. So you have your normal one, and then you have bruised, which actually doesn't incur any penalties. Yeah, it's your one freebie. Yeah. Then you got injured and uh give me that character shit. I'll make sure I want to get this right. Got you. Yeah, you got Hurt and injured, which are the next two, which both have a negative one next to them, which means anything you roll for is minus a dice. Is minus one. And this shit adds up quick. <laughs> then you got wounded and mauled. It's negative which, three. Negative two. No, negative two, yeah. Yeah, negative two to anything you do. Crippled, which is meg five. That's the big one. And then you have incapacitated, which is you can't move. And it's the last health level you have. And it doesn't always mean that you're dead. No, no, you're, you're still alive yeah. and incapacitated. You're just jacked the fuck up. Yeah, it's basically you're waiting for your teammate to come respond. You're looking for lifeline. Yeah, you're knocked You're knocked down. Like, you're so hurt, you're incapable of action. And Apex, your shield's up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, you still have that negative five penalty, but you, you straight up can't act. Yeah. Like, even mental actions you can't do. Um, so, that's how that works. You go beyond incapacitated, you're dead. Yep. As a mortal. Mm-hmm. As a werewolf, Where if you go you? beyond that in lethal, you go completely unconscious, revert back to your natural born form, and you will heal one health level a turn until you're back to your normal health. Um, with the exception of aggravated, which is one per, per level. However, if you take that point of... A- so, Aggravated starts at the top and works its way down. Mm-hmm. That's why they're marked different. Lethal and Bashing is marked with a single line. Aggravated is marked with an X. It's so a big problem. X's work from the top down. So, if you take two Aggravated, they start at the top and move all the Lethal down. It'll hit on that bruise level and then everything else will drop down. It's yeah. like the worst game of fucking Tetris. So if you go below incapacitated because of aggravated damage, then you're drawing up a new fucking Yeah, character. you're dead dead. Like, you're not <laughs> just like, dead, you need to heal this somehow or get healed. You're dead dead. Well, kind of. 
You have an automatic rage heal anytime you drop below incapacitated. I give you the option if it's lethal. It's instinctual if it's aggravated. Yeah. So what happens is you roll your rage, and for every success, and this is a... I change this a little bit for the homebrew, but I mean, like, for every success you get, you heal three levels of lethal or one level of aggravated. But then you get one dice to roll on the battle scar chart. If you have to roll another it's time... It's a fubar chart now. It's a fubar chart, yeah. Fucked up beyond all recognition. <laughs> um... But let's say that didn't do it, and you still took too bad of a hit, and you're still not up. Blow a rage? You can then blow a rage and roll it. Now, you can only blow up to your um, the amount of rage you have in turn. <coughs> your dexterity. Yeah. Um, but you can do it, and let's say you roll it, and you get the same roll, and it gets you out of there. Now you're on two dice on that battle scar chart. Yep. And that's where the fun starts kicking in. One Three, dice four. is usually fine. Yeah. It can be not that great, but one dice is usually like... This is where you end up with permanent injuries because your body is too, healing too fast. Yeah, like your your hand may heal over those fingers that are missing and you have a permanent missing like two fingers on your left hand. Or a glib jaw, missing eye. Uh, some of the bad ones when you get high up there, like missing, a missing leg. Missing dick. Yeah, that's, that's one of them. Like reproductive problems. Uh, you can end up with a head injury, spinal injuries. Uh, one of the ones that uh, Jesse got out of uh, off camera because he rolled off camera for it. We're going to start rolling them on camera, but he had to do a battle scar chart after that right, uh, the fight with the black, uh, black yeah. spiral because he got bit so hard he had to rage rage heal his way out of it, yeah. and he ended up with a uh, permanent reoccurring injury that every time he shifts Shifts. a thorn, he ends up with an aggravated point of damage. Yeah. So, there's that. No fast shifting for Jesse. He just got to choose. Yep. He got to choose. One now, luckily enough, shift. there's only three forms for a McCoy. Oh, yeah, no. It's not like to move through all fucking five or yeah. something. That would be ridiculous. Well, let's say you don't heal your way out of it. Yeah. Dead. You're dead. Uh, you're just dead. You're just dead. Um, unless it's lethal, in which case you just go incapacitate and heal your way back up. Yeah. However... There is a point of no return on the battle skill chart. Um, so the battle scar chart, I think it's after thirty. Your character is unplayable because you're just a yeah. mutated mass. Mutated brain dead Cronenberg of just healed mass. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Can't function. No. And when I say dice, it is a d10. You got to roll that d10 and add it with the next one. So look, let's say you ended up with three dice on the battle scar chart. Potentially are losing that character. Yeah. That that is up to a thirty. Yeah. Three rolls on the battle scar chart is 3d10 added together. You could potentially lose your character. Four, you're in a really dangerous zone. Yeah, like you you just don't want to get in there. Right, you want to roll all ones every time. So rage is your bread and butter as a werewolf. As most changers. Yep. So it gives you... But it's also your biggest liability. Yeah. It's how pissed off you can get. It's also the easiest thing for you to get back because the minute you just get irritated, you start gaining Yeah, rage. you start building it because... If you're a werewolf, all you have to do is walk out in the moonlight <laughs> and you're like, hmm. You start just gaining rage. As a McCoy, it's a sunlight. Right, just bass for a little bit. Yeah, just... Like, alligator noise in the sun. Right, just chilling. Uh, but you can use it 
for a few things. Like one of them is healing, yep. rage healing. Uh, that pretty useful. Uh, the reason why we and then there's the reason why we took rage after the combat stuff is because you can use rage during combat. So rage in combat. If I it, first off, there's a limitation on how much rage you can use in a, in an entire turn, and it is based on your dexterity score. Yeah. So whatever the dexterity of your current form in, uh, current form is in, is how much rage you can use that turn. And that's another thing. Like a lot of this stuff, well, basically everything is based off your current form, because some of your stats will change. Uh, your strength, your dexterity, your appearance, and your manipulation, stamina. And your, yeah, in your stamina. Uh, those cha- change all every form. Every form they change. So those are the ones that were like, well, what about in this form? Or like, what's your strength in this form? Or like, whatever in this form now is because a lot of things are dependent on what form you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in your Krenos form... Uh, your dexterity not, is going to be higher. Yeah, it's not going off your Hamid stats. Which is your human form. Yeah. And obviously, like, a lupus form would be higher... Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the opposite for McCoy. McCoy tend to get slower, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they All McCoy, I feel like, are meant to be giant. And a lot of us are playing small McCoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so, here's the benefit. The number one. Uh, there's three major uses of rage in combat. Three. The... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. So the biggest one, and the most uh, widely used, actually, is the shifting one. You have your three forms, and it takes a round to shift between each form. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody (laughs) got time for that. (laughs) So you start off in whatever form you're in. It's going to take you a full round to get to your combat form, because that's your second form. And then if you wanted to actually be your third form, your um, lizard form. Sukid. You have to go yet another turn. So, to go from human to Sukin takes two full turns. Or you can just blow a rage and end up whenever, <laughs> in whatever form you want to be in. <laughs> and it's immediate. It doesn't eat your turn. Yeah, it's just... And what do you want to do? <laughs> I shifted. Yeah, but you blew a rage. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can still do more. Um, another really important one is I'm going to blow rage and ignore all my wound penalties for the rest of the combat. That's one I forget about, but it's also one of the most important ones. Yeah. I'm mauled. I don't fucking care. I'm incapacitated. I'm still up and fighting. Yeah. Now, when this ray anger calms down, we might have to have a conversation. Now, that is one thing that's unique to changers when they rate that rage system. Like, you hit a vampire and that bitch hits incapacitated, it's incapacitated. Did you, you use blood points to ignore it? Well, they can heal. They, they have oh, yeah. to heal back up. They never ignore the oh, dice. Oh, we're the only ones that can ignore it. Yeah, you just straight up like, uh, I don't give a flying food. See, I, I, I didn't even know that. See, like, yeah. we're all learning something with this. The grass is always greener. <laughs> um, and then in combat, you the, the dirtiest one is I'm going to blow rage and I want to go now. Oh my god. It's it's not even like dirty like against the enemy always. Sometimes you literally fuck over your homie. Cause you're like, I have an idea, you look at your sheet and go, I haven't spent rage yet. I'm blowing a rage. And no one ever just says it like, uh, I guess I'm going to. They always say it, I'm blowing a rage. Yeah. Quick and interruption style. Yeah, like mid sentence. Like I've I've had to institute a rule that once the dice have been rolled, 
There's no blowing the rage until after the dice have been resolved. Yeah, the rage, if you blew it, would be after whatever the dice roll yep. is for. Yep, but once the dice have been rolled, you can't blow rage. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, you got shot when I blow rage, I want to move. Well, I want to blow rage, I want to slap the bullet. Well, yeah, like, so, like, if I if I describe, like, somebody pulling a gun on you, you can blow rage, and that... Now, the big important thing is, you never lost your space in combat. Nope. You just gained another one. If you are, if you are last in line, if you're second in line, that is when I love using rage. If you're second, and something pops off, like, for the person going first, and you blow rage... You could have a whole turn of combat, and then it's your turn. <laughs> yep. And, like, meanwhile, you may have started at the beginning of the door where you just opened and we're like, oh, look at this giant room. After the rage actions that may take place, you could be in Dakota, North Dakota. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, And then you have to think about what you were going to do with your first rage action and your turn. Rage is such a game-changing stat, but it is a finite thing. It's a finite pool. It's definitely one of the things that as... Uh, we also don't want too high of a rage. Yeah, because then you're frenzing every time. Rage Rage is part of the reason why I would say learning to storytell or GM White Wolf is something you've got to get good at managing your table at. <laughs> because if you want to play with like five people and all five of those people are blowing rage actions, like... RIP to your sanity, because you have to keep track of who blew what and what order and who's doing what, and if your enemies have rage, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole thing, but what I was getting at is, like, as a player, you don't want too high of a rage. Oh, yeah, no. Because that's how you end up with party kills. Yep. Yeah, because, like, you have to understand, like, rage makes you a volatile son of a bitch. Uh, Like... The higher your rage, the more likely you are to frenzy, and you do it at slights and perceive like things that would piss you off. Like it's your temper. Yeah, like if if like if a no rage character like was sitting there and like they opened a fridge at work and saw their food was gone, they might get mad and walk away. If like a te- like a one rage, two rage character would be like, that's not cool. Ten rage character opens it and goes, where the fuck is my yogurt? Murders the entire office. A, a werewolf is now eating Jan at accounting. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how that's And the the, the the refrigerator doors to the the CEO's thing saying, right. you yeah. <laughs> so how it works is like you have like this is just passive, just passive. Something comes along that would trigger you to make a rage roll, which could be you've been insulted. Uh. Somebody... Somebody could cut in front of you in line. <laughs> oh my god, some of the examples in the book are fantastic. Like, straight up insulted is one of them. So if someone just insults you, you yeah. have to make a rage roll. Someone's just like, fuck you, dude. Rage roll. <laughs> it's not even that. Like, that hat looks stupid. You don't like my hat. What about my hat? <sighs> and that could be it. So you have to... You then pick up the amount of dice you have for rage... And you roll it at the difficulty, which is modified by your surroundings. It's not the slight. So it can be, if it is a full, like, okay, Macaulay are based on the sun, werewolves are based on the moon. So, like, let's say, like, werewolves. If it is a full fucking moon, the difficulty on a rage roll is a four. The full moon, you're in a place you don't like, you just had a bad day, and people keep fucking with you, and this person insulted you. Oh, it just keeps going. Yeah. Difficulty is like a like a two. Like if you roll it, you're gonna succeed. If it's a full moon, it starts off in difficulty four. Yeah. If it is noonday sun for Macaulay, it starts off at difficulty four. 
which is why you see whenever he says daytime in the campaign, we just kind of talk to each other and wait for it to get dark. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't murder each other for well, Okay, so you would think that you want to not succeed. Yeah. Well, you would think you would want to actually succeed on a rage roll. You don't. No, you want to fail as hard as you can. Yeah, because, okay, here's how it works. If you score four successes, you frenzy. Now, frenzy can take two forms. It can go in fox or it can go in flight. So, uh, not, sorry, fox or fight. And the way it works is you ignore all your wound penalties and you pick which one it is. And you do that at the exclusion of everything else. So if you fight, you literally fight everything until the stimulus that made you angry is gone, is no longer present, and has been gone for three rounds. Yeah, and nothing else is adding on to it. And remember how the entire fight in Operation Ding Dong was three rounds. Yep. <laughs> yep. We could be done with the whole fight and be yeah, like half a block leveled. Over like what there was three three party uh, three three people killed. Yeah. Uh, everybody in the party injured, wounded in some way, level like you guys limped out of that fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds. Now Fox Frenzy is you run and you run away <laughs> and Far from where, now best. if you can't get away, you might switch over to fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which you would think that that's as bad as it gets. Oh, you yeah. automatically shift to Kronos, by the way, too. Yeah, no, you go to your evil meanie form. Yeah, so, like, if Alejandro manages to frenzy inside of a car, which is why you're always scared of him doing it, <laughs> 30-foot fucking turtle in the cab of a truck. <laughs> oh, and he's spiked and covered yeah. in poison. Don't mind that. Yeah, so that's why we listen to fucking classical music, all right? Yep. No yep. That's why you're always, like, that's why you intervene, <laughs> and you're just like, we're just going to calm you down. <laughs> We're just going to listen to a bunch of Doja Cat real quick, all right? Just jam out. Yeah. Running a White Wolf campaign is like trying to herd cats that are all hyper-aggressive, antisocial creatures that want to murder each other at all times. Yeah. Yeah. And convince them they want to work together. But let's keep talking about Frenzy because we're not done. Yeah, no, there's more. There, There is a, another type of Frenzy. But wait, there's more. There's another type of Frenzy called the Worm Frenzy. Which happens on six or more successes. Which happens where you now cannot distinguish friend from foe. Whereas if you were in a fight frenzy beforehand, you would fight all your enemies until none of them were visible. Yep. Um, if you're fox frenzying, you will... I don't think you could fox frenzy in a worm frenzy. I don't think. I think it's... Yet oh, yeah, and you start eating dead people. So the things like, so you start eating people and your enemies and their belongings, like ripping their hearts out and eat, like you become an unmanageable mess. Yeah. And, you, and you will lose renown for this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a whole like rank system, like all you do is rage frenzy once, like, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So like what happened in the fight? Uh, well, I used to be the leader of the and what happened? Well, I uh, frenzied bad one time and ate seven people. And there were my Karen. And you got to remember, this can happen with no enemies around. Yeah. Yeah. Which then is real stupid. <laughs> yep. But uh, the benefit of a frenzy is that you shift automatically and you ignore wound penalties. Yeah, you don't got to declare all that stuff, and chances are something will get resolved. But you could trigger that yourself, anyways. Yeah. 
So Alejandro doesn't tend to rage very often because he's only got a five in rage. But he also hasn't frenzied in the entire story yet. Yeah, no, he hasn't done it yet. <laughs> I've tried very hard to stop it from doing it. Whereas Trevor has straight up, like, he has a flaw that makes him only, uh, only, only fight. fight. And he worm frenzies on five successes instead of six. Yeah. It's just, like, he is he frenzies at the drop of a fucking hat. And that's why I have wings, so I can fox frenzy the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I was like, how do I avoid getting eaten by my friends? Okay, so <laughs> moving past rage, so rage is a thing. You get your, uh, okay, so merits and flaws are a big thing. And they're only in character creation. Um, you get these freebie points after you put all your stat points down. And they're really, 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 really hard to get a hold of. Very, very hard. But they're also incredibly impactful. So you you can get major advantages and disadvantages, kind of like backgrounds in D&D, but they have more to them. Yeah, they, uh, they, affect, they affect you mechanically sometimes, well, most of the time. And, like, merits will give you a benefit that, as playing your character, will help you, probably more often than not. And flaws, some of them are very storyteller-based, and can create hooks, but some of them affect your character negatively and how you do things. Mm-hmm. Like, if your character's paranoid, you're going to play a paranoid and it's going to stop you from doing a lot of stuff and also get you in a lot of different situations. And having a base level paranoia is a one point flaw. Mm-hmm. Having a debilitating, crippling paranoia where you can't leave the house is a three. Like, to be immune to silver like Duncan is, that's a seven I'm point merit. To, I'm immune to silver. Yeah. I they don't know that in game, but you, yeah. you, you are. Um, like, I only allow 10 points of merits and flaws, period. So, like, you can have 10 points of merits, 10 points of flaws, but that's it. Yeah. Because otherwise it just starts getting stupid and you end up forgetting them. Or you could just take, like, every merit, every flaw. And well, here's like, the thing. So I like to use them. But, yeah. like, uh, I think blind, being permanently blind that's unfixable is a four-point flaw. Four point. Yeah. To be hunted by every vampire that ever existed is a seven point flaw. I, I can see. I to can have see. your name on a church wanted list from the Inquisition is a five point flaw. Yeah, it's those big flaws where it's like. But the, no, no, no I, I just want to put that in for our listeners. Yeah. That is five points. Yeah. You only get fast. I mean, you get a lot for those five points. <laughs> it's not like you don't get much for them. You get a whole. Yeah, you can buy a points. whole stat. Yeah, you can be like, "Oh, they're coming for me." Well, let me just part dance. of a gift. <laughs> but the char- the 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 f- merits and flaws never leave your character. Never. But they can only be gained at uh, character creation. And so, uh, when we can eventually we, post up the character sheets, we'll put the merits and flaws on the character sheets. Could you gain them through storytelling? Story of course. All right. I just, I just but you don't get the points for them. Yeah, no, it's a, I, I feel like it's a... Yeah. Because I know, I know, because I've gained flaws through storytelling. Can you gain merits through storytelling? Not really, unless you earn them. Right, unless something crazy happens. Like okay, so there's a there's a crazy vampire one that back in the day was a great min maxer. It's called Precocious, and like everybody talked about it being game breaking. So it's a three point merit, and you put it on a caitiff, which is a clanless vampire. So your disciplines as a in clan, your in clan disciplines for a vampire are four times their current rating. Yeah. 
for your out of clans are seven times. Yeah. Or nine times, I forget. Uh, either way. Some uh, big number of times. Yeah, seven times. Like th- it, These are your vampiric powers. Yeah. Vampiric powers are fucking stupid. Once we get a vampire fighting enough vampires, we'll do a rage rain on some vampire shit. Oh, and vampires my fucking first system. But, uh, okay, so caitiffs, uh, they're clanless. Yeah. And th- every discipline they have counts as out of clan, but because they're caitiffs, it's only six times. Now, precocious is a three-point merit that takes... All of your clan, uh, of all of your discipline XP costs, it cuts them in half. So, so everything's three. Every cl- every discipline you buy is times three, which is cheaper than in clan disciplines for every other person out there. Can I play Kato? No, I don't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a couple things they didn't think through. Like there's a there's a background that I will never allow. Which one's that? Age. Oh. Yeah. If you take age as a vampire, you get stupid amounts of freebie points at the cost of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you take like four points in age, you've got a hundred and something freebies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, you know this as a player because it's five freebies for a stat point, two freebies for a, uh, for, an, for an ability, Seven freebies for a gift, uh, one for a background, one for rage, two for gnosis, one for willpower. You get a couple hundred. Yeah, you have a full sheet. You have a yeah. full sheet. And that, because you have age, you have access to uh, lower gen. So you have like stats that go up to like sevens and eights. You basically become end boss material very, very easily. Yeah, that's really how it is. But that's uh, the system. Like, there's some sun dice, like, but those are more like based on your auspice. Like, you get a somebody gets a bonus to their initiative. Yeah, auspice uh, is kind of like. Um, well, what sun you're born under? Uh, I'm born under the setting. I'm the well, that's what auspice is. Yeah, I know. It's. I'd say it's the closest thing, at least to as a player. It feels like the closest thing to like a class guideline. Mm-hmm. Like, and the only thing it affects is your sun dice, really. And your access to certain gifts. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, it's the closest thing I think uh, you can find, at least in Macaulay, to, like, a class. Because mm-hmm. they all have descript- descriptions of, like, the soldiers, the healers, the leaders, the jokesters. Uh, but, yeah, Sundice, those are very, uh, like, they come up sometimes, mostly when we're in the sun and stuff like that. But uh, some people get, like, extra initiative. Some people... Like, I get an extra dice if I listen to something I'm told or if I'm defending people. Yeah. Uh, Jesse gets... He just gets an extra dice if he's in the sun. Yeah. Which is why you like to shine that mirror on Yeah. Him. And then... I, I can't remember on Hondo's sun dice. Oh, that's your, that's your fetish. I forgot. We never yeah. mentioned oh, that. Oh, like, yeah. You have I a forgot. fetish that charges in the it's sun that you can produce like a beam of sunlight. I forgot about that one. Because yeah. every time I use it, it just gets knocked out of my fucking hands. I have to go get it. <laughs> Just sitting there shining sunlight in the air, just a beacon. Well, there's not a whole lot of things in this game that like sunlight. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is that? I'm Macaulay, I love sunlight. <laughs> Everything else sitting in the corner. World of darkness. <laughs> Everything. All the vampires under an umbrella, like, no. Stop. 
I think that's mostly yeah, everything that we want to cover. I mean, there's like more in depth stuff, but also like go by the book. Yeah, like. <laughs> or, you know. They did the 20th anniversary ones through Onyx, Pal, uh, Onyx Path. Those are the way to buy them. First off, they're beautiful prints. Um, they're well written. They have glossaries. All the updated information. Oh my god, they have glossaries. Right, <laughs> fucking no, right? Do they have it in books. Oh, and some of the things that I'm talking about that were broken, they changed. Oh, they fixed it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a clan of vampires called the Semeti. Uh, well, they're bloodline. Um, and like, they're in second edition. Their uh, their clan disciplines were. Uh, Thanatosis, uh, Necromancy, and Offuscate. And they changed that so they don't have Necromancy because that's a, another vampire clan specific. Yeah. So they have like, they have Offuscate, Fortitude, and Thanatosis. So like, even small changes like that. Are we uh, ever going to switch over to that or are we going to keep rocking second? Oh no, I use the, that is second. Oh, I thought you meant like the new ones that they're printing because. Those are the new printed books. Oh. Like, I use those rules. Ah, because I know that there's, like, we're playing an older edition. We're playing whatever, like, edition I can get my fucking hands on. Yeah. Everything I have is second edition. Yeah. So. There's uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, Everything I have is second edition. Now, I would love to get my hands on the 20th anniversary stuff. But, like, it just started getting printed, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. So, like, these are brand new books. Like, where I used to have to hunt down these fucking books. Yeah. Like, they're they're available. Like, you can go buy them. Yeah. You can go buy them. Like, you can't get them at most stores because they just don't carry them. You but order. you can get them offline. You order them. Everyone uses Amazon. Especially mm-hmm. in a... These and then the second, and the, if you get the the twentieth anniversary stuff, um, it's uh, uh, it's all second edition rules. So it's it's closest to what we're playing minus our homebrew. It, it yes, it, it, it's exactly what we're playing. Yeah, like just my, like we're playing like two point one. Yeah. And uh, basically, it'll let you play 2.0. And then, if you follow along and listen and listen to this and like remember this, you can bring up our home homebrew rules if you want to play like we do. But that's completely up to y'all and what you guys do at your table. But other than that, I mean, I think that's everything we want to cover in this rant. Yeah, that should get you, like, that should make it clear kind of what's going on when I'm asking for a role or, like, we're in combat. Yeah, just so you can follow along and, like, you kind of uh, notice kind of these keywords, like the, it's like the slang of the game system. Uh, Because if we're saying Gnosis and we're uh, talking about rage rolls and, like, rage healing and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, now you guys will know exactly what that term means exactly WTF is going on yeah rather than being like gnosis are they uh, asking their sister what they know some dumb shit like that yeah yeah. so hopefully this helps you guys a lot because just going over this stuff like even though we play we uh, go over this shit a lot just because there's a lot to remember like for every ounce of people who can recall Every single thing in D and D, like try that shit with White Wolf. Like, right. One, try to read a book in a way that you remember where everything is. Okay, 
<laughs> just try to remember. Okay, let me ask you. So you're you're a, you're a fifth ed D and D. Yeah. Where do you find your max capacity for the weight you can lift over your head? Uh, you find in the first chapter of the, the character creation guide, or you can go in the index and find it. No, how much you can lift over your head? Oh, uh, max play, lift. Yeah, play the handbook. Yeah, where? Uh, like where in the player's handbook? Yeah. Uh, in the first chapter. Somewhere there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about your drag? Like same page. Same page, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you couldn't name the page, right? Yeah, I couldn't name the page, but I could get to the section. I had to Google <laughs> which book <laughs> had what I was looking for in it because okay. I went through four books and couldn't find it. Not even the section. <laughs> a book not not and it wasn't even like uh it wasn't even like none of them had glossaries so i'm sitting there going flip 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 all of the pages flip, 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 flip. where the fuck is it okay put that book aside flip 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 flip, flip, flip. and like so we have no cards with like letters. Oh yeah, no. When I when I when you guys buy gifts, I make you write down the yeah. page and book it's in. I write I write down the page number for anything <laughs> that I have to look for a role for. I'm right. Like, okay. I learned to do that like fucking years ago. Like write it down. Like where are the spells? They're in the back of the book. Yeah. Right. Where are the gifts? Well, which gift are we talking yeah. about? Are we talking about gifts for werewolves? Are we talking about gifts for other people? Because you can buy whatever you want. Yeah, you can yeah, buy, buy a best dead gift. Why not? Yeah, let's open a whole other book. Yeah, it's the best dead book. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no list of fucking. Things. Yeah, there's no book of gifts. <laughs> oh my god, I was just looking at something. I was looking at vampire stuff because I've been doing a lot of vampire research lately. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I was looking at um, a uh, 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 a discipline, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I move it aside, open a different book, pull up the same fucking discipline. The powers were different. Oh my god! <laughs> for the level, like each level gives you a different power. They were different. <laughs> Which one do you go by? <laughs> it was the same edition. I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> who did it talk to who? <laughs> uh, well, this is what old school White Wolf is. Yeah. Yeah, Onyx Path has fin- fixed that. Yeah. So, like, while I love White Wolf, I just, when I looked at that, just shook my head like, you gotta be effing with me. It's like the feeling that everyone in the staff was like, all right, you write one of the books. And they just never were like, hey, hey, what gifts you put in that book? They just feel like, nah, I gotta get this done. Okay, okay, gifts are one thing because, like, they're all, like, there's so many effing gifts. I'm talking vampiric disciplines. Yeah, disciplines. There are 13 of them. <laughs> just little shit. Little. Every, every clan's got its discipline. And oh, yeah. Two extra ones. Every clan has its discipline. <laughs> just its. But some of them don't even have that because they have, like, another, like, one of the, like, I perceive I hit harder or up faster whatever blah, blah, blah. one of the, the base physical ones or perception ones there's like fucking 13 of them like <laughs> there's that many you of them look through all that to find all and that and each one's got five fucking levels right oh my god and like like during what? character creation no joke play, a, play a vampire once and you will understand like my level of oh, pain yeah. here just even play Macaulay like you would think we just need the Macaulay book open we have like three fucking books open looking for like 
so how tall is your character? Right. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. So, like, I will I will give this fair warning, at least with, I'm pretty sure, I think they fixed it. I don't know. You probably know better. But making a character might have been tough in D&D. You know, you got to sit down and come up with some shit. Making a character a white wolf looks like a college thesis is going down. Yeah. You got papers and you're doing math. Okay, let me be fair. I make you build an entire backpack. Oh, yeah. You can't just say I'm a level four elven wizard. I mean, you should always build a background. For, I mean, you can't justify why your hair is red. I don't let you play your character. Oh yeah, like, and we're definitely gonna get into like how we do characters and stuff because I like to think we put a different spin on making characters. And it's partially because of the way you get you make us, and then also because we all don't come from like this super. I've been playing like nerd stuff my whole life. Like we got like country dude, we got city people, we got people from like Jersey and stuff like that. Just people from all over who do things differently. So, like, I feel like our characters come out differently. Mostly because we're not, like, kind of what's... Like, we're not kind of in the fold of, like, oh, like, we're D&D players, so we have to, like, do this certain kind of thing. So, when we get into, like, when we have a rage run about characters, and that's probably going to be one of the ones that features more than just us two doing them, is when we start talking about how we do characters and how we play our characters and how like NPCs get worked and shit like that. But that's for a whole nother rage rant. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's a whole, that's less of a, here's the facts like discussion and more of a, here's how we do it and why we do a discussion. And that one's going to be very opinionated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of fact-based. Yeah, this one's very fact-based. This one... You, if you learn like numbers, you would not like this podcast. <laughs> this is this is probably going to be one of the drier fucking... These are like rolls and numbers and rules. Like, this is probably going to be the driest one of it. But it's also one of the most important. Well, I think, I think a lot of people appreciate this because you don't have a book to look to. You don't have the reference to go to. When I say sneak attack is a fucking rogue... You know what that means because you play D and D. Yeah. If I said it and it kept coming up and you had no idea what it meant, yeah, like that's a big deal. Like if I just said Mother's Touch and I never went into like the system for it, you guys would to this and we didn't like really explain what happened. We were just like, all right, Mother's Touch happens. I'm pretty sure the whole audience who doesn't know why Wolf would be like, what is this Mother touching? (laughs) <laughs> well, I try to describe, like, what happens during I know, game. that's, uh, like, I see our game as kind of educational and also kind of entertainment because we don't try to slow it down and bog it down with too much education, but we do, like, we have new players, so there's those uh, moments of, this is stuff you can do that we do in-game, but then it's also entertainment because we have uh, some older players and, like, a veteran DM who are, like, are good at role-playing, who are there to kind of, like for the entertainment part, which everyone is, but then there's some more who are more geared towards the learning part. You called me a DM. Uh, my, well, my, that, that hurt me. How did I meet you? I, it hurt me. How did I meet you? It hurt me inside. Oh, like you have never DM'd for me. Life. I have DM'd D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, GM or storyteller. Thank you. I don't Thank like you. GM. I like storyteller. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I feel like when people call, like, Dungeon Master kind of already has this weird, like, 
Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. I don't think I've ever put anybody in a dungeon in White Wolf. No, no, I, I have. I don't know how it would work. Like, what are you gonna see a beholder? Bro, it is scary as shit. I bet it is. I mean, probably gonna end up putting us in one, but like, because D and D dungeons aren't scary because you. I mean, they're like it could be challenging. Like you see a gelatinous cube taking up a hallway, you turn around, there's a black pudding, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. But like in the white yeah, when you hear a little you hear a Malkavian chittering down the hallway, going. I can taste your soul. And, like, it's just the uh, shit dripping off the fucking walls. And, like, you're, you're, and it can be, like, a fucking, like, junkyard. If, also, like, if we just were, like, in a dungeon and, and went out to, like, some clearing, usually the clearings are, like, the safe spaces. There could be, like, a thousand-year-old Macaulay being, like, get off my swamp. <laughs> you're, on my, you're on my lawn <laughs> we're fighting a fucking dragon from the prehistoric time that's been asleep because we went to the wrong area and guess what still in the dungeon <laughs> once we kill it then we get to the vampire nest they just happen to make their base behind a fucking wall <laughs> now the the you get an anachronistic in a fucking vampire they'll make a they'll make a dungeon for you <laughs> it's a vampire stuck in the whole days. Yeah, no, that's actually a that's actually a flaw for a vampire. You can have an anachronistic vampire. It's a two point flaw, and the best way to do them is like you put them in torpor and like wake them up in modern era. So like you just have to figure out like how many. Like I, I usually say you get to roll three dice, and we add, we put a century for every uh, every success you get. So like you could be like fucking four hundred years old, but you've been asleep that entire time. So like you're like. How are you, you lady? Like, looking around, you see asphalt. What is this? The ground has Dark, burnt. hard river. The ground has burnt and blackened. <laughs> Surely there must be dragons afoot. <laughs> right? All right, dude, chill. <laughs> you can, like, the crackhead in the fucking... Uh... Trying to adapt to modern society. Like, first time you see a car. Ho! Ho, steed! Oh, large beast. Let those people go. Fake light. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh they're funny as fuck just general like fucking modern day conveniences like sex toys will probably blow their fucking mind That's what is this weird toothbrushing <laughs> it vibrates my gums <laughs> I must say these the uh, sensation is quite uh, uh, cleansing yes <laughs> alright this, this is going to spill over to a lot of extra time. Yeah. We finished talking like 10 minutes ago and we just been bullshitting. Yep. Alright, so that's why we're eventually going to have the What's Poppin' podcast. Pop, 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 poppin'. Poppin'. Well, we can just talk about bullshit. That will happen. Right, yeah, I so. need to go have a cigarette, so let's wrap this up. Alright, yeah. Well, this has been uh, Rage Rant. Rage Rant, Rage Rant. I am Isaiah. Party time! I am Isaiah Garrett player in the game. This is our storyteller. Yeah, say your name too. Oh, yeah. my name too. I pointed... Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! I'm Tom. And we are Rage from the page, and we will see you we're next... Rage, we're Rage Rant. No, Rage Rant's the name of the show. Rage from the page is like... We're, we're, we're in Rage from the page. Yeah, no, we, this we is are, the Rage Rant. We are Rage from the I'm page. I'm correcting you. <laughs> we, we are Rage from the page. That is right! This is like... Uh, this is like spin off. All of it. Okay. <laughs>
We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Rage rant, rage from the page. Like us on all our socials. And we'll see you next time. Peace.